Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SCN MBA podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sakari, and um, as you could probably just tell, we do not have access to the most high-tech facilities today. We have been shifted up, upstairs of the SEN Towers for crunch time with Robbo, Derm, Hutto, and Kingy. So we've been moved upstairs. They're downstairs, so therefore we'll have no sound effects today, but it's okay. We're pushing through. As always, someone who didn't get who didn't leave me is Chris De Silva, who's a crush. Uh, I never, never leave you, man. How's things, Chris? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, been a while since we've been back in here. Yeah, it's- one of our... Um, our uh, pre-season recordings are in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit tight. It, it's tight. You know it's what, cozy. man? It, it's cozy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, you know, of a winter, you know, winter warm uh, place where you just watch a family movie or something. <laughs> With the, the marshmallows going in oh, the fireplace. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. The blankets over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny because we could have today, when we got told that we um, the, the book, the studio downstairs was booked, yep. we could have just had a rest. We could have just said, you know what, we're not, um, we don't have the access to our best facilities today. We're just going to have a rest yeah, week. Yeah. And that leads into our first topic of today is rest. And it seems like around this time every year, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. We talk about how does the, um, there'll be a game or a team that decides to rest all their players on national TV. I think the Spurs Warriors game was probably the best example of it. Yep. Cavs have done it the last few, few yep. weeks as well. Um, but I think it was the Spurs Warriors game that started the talk about it this year. Is where a team will just go, you know what, you know we're, we're, we've, we've played a lot of games the last couple of days. It's mm-hmm. the second half of back to back. We're just going to rest our key guys. We yeah. don't have much to, that much to play for, and that always starts a discussion of what can the NBA do to fix this problem. I mean, I don't think they can do much. They they can't. Like you can't. You're not gonna. People say 82 games is too long, but you're. You're not going to reduce the games. That's exactly, a, that's not going to happen. Um, because which is because of TV rights and TV money rights and sponsorship and, and whatnot. Yeah, and even teams they're just not going to give up those ticket fares. Yeah, even. exactly um, right. If you just you'd lose too much revenue. I've always been a fan of the seventy game component. Yeah, seventy games would be good. But you would just lose. There's, it, so, there's you, so many things to work out. The NBA will. It, it'd be silly business wise to knowingly lose money. Yeah, which definitely. is exactly what they'd be doing. Definitely. Um, one thing I think that they can do, and I think they will look at doing next season, is because the issue with the resting is has been because it's been on uh, with the marquee games. Yeah, um, that's the the, the Saturday Saturday prime time slot. Yeah, on ABC and ESPN, um, and TNT. So the scheduling they can do this for next season, where when they're going through the season, the start of the year, and they're scheduling these prime time games. Just make sure teams aren't on a back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, surely it's not that hard to do. Yeah, it, it's a tough It's a tough one because I just wonder... I mean, I'm honestly not too sure how they make the schedule. I have no I'm idea. I'm not sure if yep. it's a group of people or if they do probably go through a computer system which yep. tries to get it even out. But yeah, I would imagine it wouldn't be too hard just to go through your prime time slots and ensure that... It's not a fourth game in five nights. Yeah. Or it's not a yeah. second half of a back-to-back. Yeah. Or it's not a crazy road trip. But I still don't think that solves the problem because... Um, teams are still going to do it. Teams are still going to do it. Exactly right. Teams are still going to um, t- taper their best players so they're ready come playoff time. And 
it happens in every sport. It's yeah. not like it's just an issue um, dedicated or just for the NBA. It happens all. It happens in every sport. When yeah. you have that much, that many games in a short amount of time, and when you're playing games at, I mean, every game matters, seeding wise yeah. and all that. But in the grand scheme of things, teams know which games are more important than do others. You, do you remember? I think it was not last season, two seasons ago. In the final home and away game, I think North Melbourne rested all their yeah. players, and yeah. that was a massive drama. It was a massive here. story because it's never, it's never happened. Never in, happened. In the yeah. AFL. Um, but yeah, like you said, it does happen. Um, we've seen, you know, even in cricket tournaments when there's dead rubbers um, going into before the knockout stages, teams right. will rest their players. Yeah. Um, so because you have so much technology now and all the health science and stuff, where you can really see where when a guy's you know redlining. And yeah. and people are able to say, hey, you know, it might be beneficial for this guy to sit out tonight. Um, but you know, Luke, I for me, this whole thing is blown up so much because there's one player that's resting now, is LeBron James. Um, <laughs> it's always his own personal rest schedule. Yeah, but because um, if you look at the the Spurs have been doing this for almost fifteen fifteen years and hasn't hasn't been a problem. Yeah, or oh, they um, did get fined that one game. They did get fined, but it's ago. one game in in what ten years yeah. of doing it. Um, so, P, I mean, you could say LeBron, if he was not playing thirty seven minutes a game, maybe he doesn't have to rest. Um, but you know, but it, you know what though, even if LeBron's um, minutes were cut down, say he was only averaging thirty two minutes a game, I still think he he would. He rest. would. He would. I still think Tyler would. would say, look, look. We know we got you're playing less minutes, but mm-hmm. look, you're 32. I'm pretty sure he's 32 now. He's, yep. You're 32. We're coming into the playoffs. We got this this four week stretch of games. We're going to pick out dates in this calendar where we're resting yeah. you. And whether he sounded pretty um, upset or, or pissed off when they rested him against the Clippers, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was last yeah. week. It seemed like he really wanted to play that he game. Yeah. And it was almost like Ty Lue had the authority over him and said, "No, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is part of your schedule." You're sitting out this one. Yep. So that that starts another discussion of do the players enjoy it? Do they want to be out there every game or do they understand the benefits of, of, of resting? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Um, it, I think, oh, was it on... Um, Richard Jefferson said it um, right. on the jump last week that players do get up for the primetime games actually want to play them. Yeah. Um, so that, again, brings me back to what we said before where just don't... Don't schedule these primetime marquee games where teams are coming off, you know, fourth in five nights, yeah. that sort of situation. Um, but also with this whole rest thing, people talk about, well, you know, the NBA's gotten so much TV money and how can you do this to the networks? You know where the networks benefit most? When teams are healthy in the finals. Exactly. Um, the yeah. ratings. LeBron said it uh, last week in a press conference as well. The ratings in the NBA Finals have gone up incrementally every single season. So not only the NBA benefits, the fan benefits, the TV networks Network. benefit from healthy stars yeah. um, playing in June when it matters. Exactly right. And, I mean, I've seen some people on the internet and whatnot call for our uh, teams should get fined or this and that for the wrestling players. It. That's not the way of solving it because you. What, what are you finding? Well, them if, for? even if they get fined, it's, it's team, not going to stop it. You, you can just say LeBron has a sore back, and exactly h- how are you going to legislate that? Under, yeah, yeah. Then people, I, I have seen an argument. People say, "Oh, you got to get an independent doctor." Rah rah rah. But 
it's too you're putting in too much effort for something yeah. that's really not that big of an issue. Anyway, moving on from rest, it's actually a nice leeway into what we want to talk about today, and that's we're we're very close to the playoffs. I think we're about um just over a month out. Yeah. Uh... Under actually, under under a month. Under. Excuse me. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, so about three three to four weeks yep. away. So we're looking at the Eastern Conference this week. Look at the West next week. Mm-hmm. It's a potential playoff matchup. So looking at the standings, how they are, kind of predicting if a team's going to fall or drop. Yep. And it, it it leads us into the first talking point, and that's the Cavaliers. Um, I've still got them finishing in the top seed, but mm-hmm. because they've been resting, because they've been a bit out of form, the Celtics are sneaking up for them. They're only about a game behind at the moment. Yeah. So it's very close, but I'm saying Cleveland stays at one. I've got them pegged against the Miami Heat in the first round. Uh, and the, the grudge match. Yeah. Is this grudge match for three years too late? Or two years too late? <laughs> when, when I was compiling this, I'm like, oh yeah, we finally get Cleveland Miami. It was meant about, to be the opposite for yeah, so many years. Yeah, about um, if, if you go back when LeBron first went to Miami, it's seven years too late. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a bit delayed. Um, is this the best possible matchup for Cleveland in the first round? So you look at the potential teams they might play mm-hmm. in the first round: Miami, Chicago, Milwaukee, Indiana, Detroit. Yep. All the teams in that mix is Miami. I mean, Cleveland would beat all those teams, mm-hmm. but is Miami the best possible matchup for them? How, what do you mean in best possible? In terms of easiest. Not easier. They're not using the word easiest, but that, that type of thing. Is this the team that's going to give them the less trouble? Are they going to handle Miami easier than Chicago, and Milwaukee, Indiana, well, Detroit? I actually like Miami not because they're easy, but for the exact opposite, because they're going to push Cleveland. Right. So you um, you want Cleveland? You you want them to feel a bit of adversity in the first round? Exactly. Like Which we saw a bit last. We season. saw last year with Detroit. I mean, yes, it was a sweep, but they were close games. They were close games. And they were physical games because. Cleveland would have coasted. Um, yeah. We we know the Cavs. We watched the Cavs for almost you know three this iteration of the Cavs for three years. Yeah. And you know when these guys can take it easy, they will take it easy. Yeah. Um. And they came into the playoffs, and even the first half of Game One, they kind of coasted, and Detroit let them know that they were there to play. And because of that, it forced Cleveland to really click click into gear. And you saw because of that sweep in the first round. By the time Atlanta came around in the second second round, Cleveland was just clicking. They were locked in. Um, so, and I think that's exactly what they need this year as well because they've coasted even more than last season this year. Yeah. Um, so they really need that team, either if it's Miami, Milwaukee. Um, one of those teams is just going to make them a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but they still can win. Yeah, well, yep. they, they should win. Yep. Interesting you say they, they've coasted a bit this year and, and we've kind of got this notion that when the playoffs roll around, they'll click into gear. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm getting a bit of a vibe that watching him this season and looking at the issues, especially on the defensive end, yeah. it doesn't feel like they're coasting. It feels like they literally have issues on the defensive end. The one-on-one coverage on the perimeter has been absolutely <laughs> woeful. It seems like they're giving no effort. Um, they're relying on non-existent help. So they're relying uh, the the on the perimeter when they're playing one-on-one. They're relying on the help behind him, which isn't there. Yep. So they got no the help defense isn't there. They're not helping the helper as well. We've seen how bad they're guarding the pick and roll. They'll get beaten in transition every now and again. It, these issues feel like I'm pretty sure they're 29th in defensive rating since the All Star break. Yeah, which are. is just just I think 23rd abysmal. overall. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like a slump. It feels like this is a serious issue. And then LeBron talked about toughness the other day. Yeah, which is just one of those mental things that are you putting in enough effort physically on the defensive end. It's funny, man. It's funny that LeBron mentions that because I think the defense starts, it starts, it with, starts him. with him. Yeah. 
And um, when he's not locked in, I think guys through 2 through 15 look down and say, oh, we don't have to play defense. But if they look down and they see, okay, LeBron's engaged, I think we've seen they're capable of playing good defense. Um, I, I also think you can't, again, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt because they are a veteran group now. They've been together. It's not, it's not like a, it's a young team. Um, and they are, they've mentioned they're all trying out a few new different schemes. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like in-game practice to an extent. But how long um, does that last? We're three weeks out from the playoffs. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, how long um, does that last? But I, I just think, and I know they weren't this bad last year, but I spent all of last year in the regular season freaking out about this team <laughs> defensively. And then the playoffs came and they held Golden State to 89 in game seven. So... Um, I think if it if we get to round one and they're still allowing teams, you know, they're winning, trying to win games one twenty five, one twenty, it's a problem. Yeah, and it, that's interesting because you look at Miami; it's a nice little um, comparison mm-hmm. because Eric Spolstra has got this team of misfits. Like, let's be honest, it's a team it is that is randomly thrown together at the last minute because they had issues in the off season with Dwayne Wade leaving unexpectedly and whatnot. Their offensive efficiency by month has gone up. So in November, they were 25th. December, mm-hmm. they were 24th. January, they were 24th. February, they were 7th. And now in March, they're 3rd. So it's been yeah. these massive, massive leaps. And it's weird because who's their top offensive option? I mean, one night it'll be Dragic, Waiters, Whiteside can put up points. Maybe Tyler Johnson will put up points another night. Yeah, It's almost that type of team that would give Cleveland issues because they're so balanced. Yeah, And it's not like if you lock down one person, it breaks down the whole offensive system because they don't have that one guy that's just going to go out and score 30, 35 points every night. And I think that's what the that's the kind of teams that Cleveland thrives against where that defense can really key in on one guy. Like, we see it with the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, they're and we've absolute, seen it since he's been injured lately and abso- they, the abso- offensive have really struggled with yeah, that. Yeah, they absolutely devour Isaiah Thomas um, because they crowd him... Don't give him any space. LeBron plays that f- free safety role that he plays so well. Um, but when a team like Miami that's got so many threats from the outside, um, you talked about all the guys you talked about. James Johnson's having a great season James as well. Johnson, yep. Wayne Ellington, Ellington is a sniper this year. Um, they've got so many just good basketball players. Yeah. Um, good guys can that can do multiple things. Um, so no, they'll be a, they'll be a tough out. It is um, emotional rise, uh, emotion wise. This would be interesting for LeBron. I don't think there's any emotion anymore. It's it's been be- too long. It's been too long. Well, the teams are different. The teams different. Miami's like, different now. The, who did he play with when he was there? Exactly. Still there. Yeah. Udonis Haslam. Yeah. He's not even playing anymore. Yeah. Um, it would have been different if Wade and Bosch were still there. That would have been interesting. That would I would I would have wanted no part to do with that series. <laughs> um, but. This one, I don't think. I think emotions so far removed. Is this going to be the first round matchup? Do you, do you believe? Is this going to be? Is Miami going to stay at number eight? I think. I'm pretty so. sure Chicago's ninth, and they're a bit of a rabble. Oh, Detroit I, are out of it, and they're so you, you know what? You know what's going to happen? The Bulls are just going to make everyone's life miserable and just make the eight seed. And then it will just have a horrible first round. Oh, the, oh, the, <laughs> let's then, just move on. I mean, I don't have, want to talk about. You have the Bulls. Detroit underneath them. Might they be too inconsistent? Milwaukee and Indiana. I don't think they'll drop down to eight. So. I think that's going to be one, two, eight, two versus seven. I, mean, I think Boston is saying it's a second seed. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear. You know, Washington drops off as we dropped off a tad. Yep. 
and Boston. Boston's really created that separation. And they, like we said, they could potentially steal the one seed, and I would not be surprised. And they won it. They won it. Oh, they, there's a match coming, I'm not too sure when it is, but the Cavs play the Celtics at the Garden. Yeah. That could side the one seed, that game right there. It would be hilarious if the Cavs rest. I think they're on a second night of a back-to-back. Right. How far away is that game? (laughs) I 100% they're going to rest that. That would be interesting. (laughs) I'm sure the NBA will be happy about that one. Um... And I've got him pegged into Milwaukee at seven. I'm pretty sure Milwaukee is six at the moment mm-hmm. in the standings, if I could be wrong. Um, I've got him dropping down to seventh, which would set up Boston and Milwaukee. And I think with the Celtics, what we need to chat about is their defense. Now, last year, the last few years, ever since Brad Stevens came in as coach, their defense has, and their team defense has been so, so um, glorified. Yep. People have really loved it. Um it wasn't good to start of this season. No. They were 18th before the... In pre-All-Star game, mm-hmm. they were 18th in defensive efficiency. Post-All-Star game, they're fourth. So they've really picked it up on that. End. And and that, that, that's been what's clicked because we know Isaiah Thomas has been hurt. Yep. And their offense has dropped off a cliff without him. But they've been able to to make up for it offensively. I think, uh, defensively. I think it coincides with the return of Bradley. Yeah. Um, he's, he's so he's, he's probably... He's got to that stage where I think he might be one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, because you remember like a few years ago where we said Al Horford was so under underrated so often that he became overrated. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's interesting. So now I think Bradley's that guy that, because he's a sniper off the ball as yeah. a shooter as well. Oh, you leave him over in those corners and he will He's got a out. terrific mid-range game. Um Really, really good two-way guard, and who I believe is a free agent this year. He's going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's almost the type of player that teams value so much. Value so much. Free yeah. and D, and um, like I don't, we we throw that term lightly around a lot. to free and D. This is a guy that he's literally really, yep. is elite in both those areas. Yeah, and um, nowadays, man, that's a that's a guaranteed twenty million a year player. And they've had him for what seven seven million or something like that. Yeah, oh, they've had him. Um, cheap. What helps Boston is the ridiculous Jay Crowder contract, where he's on like seven million. He's so next year the mid level exception will be eight million. Okay. Um. So Jay Crowder will be on less than the mid level exception. Yeah. Which is such a steal. Um. It, it, it's really a credit to how they've. Uh, Boston are a real one to me because you always get the people saying, oh, but they haven't made the big trade yet. Mm-hmm. Or they haven't used their assets yet to make that big trade. But they don't have to yet. You yeah. don't have do not do it just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. If the deal's not there, the evidence is there that they've built this roster so smartly and constructed it in a way that they can still maximize those assets without really giving up an Avery Bradley or a Jay Crowder. Do you, do you think, um, say they get the number one pick and they take Markel Fultz, for example, mm-hmm. Um, who's projected to go number one? Yeah. Are they Isaiah Thomas the free agent next summer? Not not yeah, summer yeah. twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. He'd be twenty nine then, and he's gonna mm. want the max. Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah. Do you trade it? Um, because for me, tough. for me, you have to think about with, with these new max contracts now. It's not the front end of it; it's the back, back end. end. Do you want to be paying a five foot eight guard? 50 million a year when he's 33 yeah that's an interesting some team's gonna do it yeah it's an interesting um, dilemma I think I mean I'm just gonna sit on the fence here. you just have to see how things play out yeah. it's, but in that hypothetically if that does happen um, I don't think you'd wanna be paying him that much at that age no. you really wouldn't some team will do it though 
Yeah. Some team will well, do it. Well, there's always a team out there that does it, isn't there? And then we'll look back at them in, in hindsight and say, oh, why did they pay him that much? But then again, Isaiah Thomas, can he get better? Is there scope for improvement there, or is this him? I, I think this is his ceiling, man. And um, well, that's not a bad thing, of course. He's no, it's an a great ceiling. It's a great ceiling pretty much for, an all-star for a 60th starter. pick. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. But at, what, 27, 28 years old, yeah. there's not much room to get better there. And especially for him, who he relies so much on his quickness. That, yeah. That's not a game that, that diminish, ages well. That can diminish that's quickly. It's just not a game it? that ages well. He's, he's improved. He's had a better year shooting this year. But if you look at his shooting, he's shot career best numbers from the mid range. Yeah. Um career best meaning like not even in the stratosphere to what he normally shoots. Um so I mean we'll have to wait and see. It's, it's it has been a great year for him though. Yeah. And how about Milwaukee? Uh, Milwaukee are almost the type of team where I got two words. It, Chris Middleton. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's another one in that Bradley conversation yeah. which is so good. I thought it'd be after a year. I was shocked when I saw he's coming back yeah. earlier. Yeah. And he's 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 turned their team around. Yep. They're a team with him and Giannis. They're young. And the president. They're hungry. Brogdon. Yeah. They're young. They're hungry. they got nothing to lose in the first round. Yeah. It's a team you wouldn't want to face in the first round. Those long limbs, man. It's an interesting no. matchup for Boston, who have not been good in the first round the last few years. They've no. stumbled in the playoffs, the Celtics. And I know they're better this year. But Milwaukee is a team where if you're not on your game... And if they get a few games off you, well, then well, here's, things are dangerous. Here's why the Bucks are scary, because in the playoffs, you need that superstar, and they got him. They got yeah. They're the, they're the one team yeah. in this, if we're talking about this particular series, they're the team that has the best player on the floor every single night. Yeah, for me, Giannis. For me, Giannis is the best Giannis, player on the floor yeah. no, every single night. Yep. And that matters, man. That matters. Um, now he doesn't have all these weapons. They really, if they had Parker, they probably Ooh. would be higher than the. That'd be higher seed. than seven seed. That'd, um, yeah, be pushing a top four seed. But know. Middleton's excellent. Um, you got, you know, John Henson, Thon Maker's playing a little bit now. The yeah. Australian, we have got to give him a shout out. Who's actually looked really good when he has played. He, he um, his rate of development and progress has exceeded my expectations by so much. Uh, I yeah. thought he was a really, really long term project. I was shocked I think when the Bucks took him. I think he's going to be a eleven beast. or ten. I think he's going to be a beast. He's got you, you can. He's got something special, he, hasn't he? Yeah, you he can, does. You can just see what the there. instincts and the way he moves and reads the game. And Did you read the Howard Beck story on him? I have not. I have they, not seen it yet. So the Bucks literally had to take this guy's keys to the training facility off him because he, he worked out that much yeah because they were scared that they were gonna he was gonna burn himself out wow um, and that's wow. a great problem to have that is um, if, if you want a, um, an indication of if you've got a young guy who's in the right frame of mind well yeah. that's it when you have to take the training keys off him yeah and w- he's working with Kevin Garnett they're resting think, him from training I, I think he's a fantastic mentor off um, you can't get any better because that's kind of the Every time I see Maker, you know, he, he'll give you flashes and yeah. you see that K, bit of KG yeah. in him. Um, so it's excellent for Bucks going forward. And I think they started Brogdon lately, who has been fantastic as well. And it has allowed Delhi to go back to his um, conventional backup role. Which is what he and you've And you've seen his production. Yeah. See and and, and Delhi's been an interesting case study, you know. Um, I've had some people ask me, oh, how, how's Delhi Vadova going? And... 
you just what can you say? You say well, he's doing what he has to do. Yeah, like he's not going to. I feel like the, the 2015 finals put this perception into people's mind that his um his stats and his production can can be better than what it usually is when he was just literally playing out of his skin in that game two and three of those fi- that final season where he shut down Curry. <laughs> he almost killed himself. He, he did. He yeah. nearly died of dehydration. He literally nearly died in the locker room. Um, but he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. Um. Uh, his, his turnover numbers haven't been as good as you'd like to. His assist turnover numbers, that's always been one of his strengths. Yep. That Those numbers aren't quite at his level this season. But his three-point shooting has come back yeah, up. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yep. He's not going to put up stats. No. He's not an accumulator of numbers. He's not going to kill you but off the dribble. he doesn't need to. No. He, he doesn't need. need to. So he's doing his job. He's, he, you know the saying, stay in your lane? That's Delhi. Exactly. Um, stay in your lane and be good at it. Exactly um, right. And that, that's what... When he's, I don't, uh, I just don't think he's a starter in this league. I just no, don't. He, he's, the talent um, level's not there. The athleticism isn't yeah, there. But as a backup, he's more than capable. Yep. We've seen it before. Exactly right. So moving on. So have you, have you got the, the the Bucks and the Celtics in that first round? Do you think that's how it's going to play out, or do you think it'll be the Pacers or another team potentially? Uh, the Boston going to stay second. There's still a lot of shuffling still, to be so done. So much could happen. So much could happen. But just a, a I would I would like to see a Bucks Celtics. I think fun, that would be a good it? series. I think. Again, Boston for me are in a position that Toronto has been the last few mm. years where they've had great regular seasons but haven't been able to quite. Haven't, and we saw, it hasn't translated. We saw the Raptors have a really uncomfortable first round for last year against Indiana where mm-hmm. it was the same kind of thing where the Raptors were a better team but Indiana had the best it's player on the floor the, every yeah. single night. Yeah. And that series went to seven. Um, I think this could be something similar to that. Yeah, will be definitely one to watch. Now moving on, the this next set of four teams, there's a lot of shot. There's a lot of movement <laughs> yeah. to be done. The, uh, Washington, Toronto, Atlanta, and Indiana. They're just they're so hard to get a read on. So so hard to get a read on. As it stands, I think the Wizards will stay third because of John Wall. He's just, and I think also because unbelievable because Lowry's injured. Yeah, yep. that's a big. They've actually treaded water. Since he got Dem- injured, Demar Derozan's Demar Derozan stepped out of his it skin. up. Um, uh, PJ Tucker and um, Ibaka. Ibaka have helped fix their defense a little bit. They're rectifying. A, th- those were great moves. They the were. Raptors. They're rectifying a lot of their defensive issues. Yep. The Raptors can push for the third seed. I don't think they'll get there though. I think the John Wall factor. I mean, he has to be. We talked about the MVP race a few years ago. Oh, a few years ago. A few weeks ago. Excuse yep. me. He's right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. He's right on the yeah. cu- He has had a sensational season. Um, I don't know why, for me, Scotty Brooks isn't getting more Reckon coach he, of the year. Oh, rec- he has to. He has to. The but, way he's turned... This team were horrible at the start of the year. Yeah. They were bad. They've come out of I think they nowhere. were what? They were 11 games under 500. Yeah. And now they're... Him and Eric Spolstra. Now they're 15 games over. If, if you look at... The, the standings. You look at Washington, Miami, mm-hmm. and you just have a look at their graphs, their their, their win loss graphs yep. throughout the season. It's it's fascinating how they've. I mean, we take, speak about it all the time. How much work and and planning goes into a preseason. Yep. And how you wonder how's it going to translate now? But then you see these teams change so dramatically mid season. Yeah. And you wonder what changed, because maybe did they. Well, what they were doing in the preseason, and they saw the first month of the season, they thought, hmm, it hasn't worked. We have to change something. 
Yeah. Has there been something changed mid-season that's made for this dramatic turnaround? Or maybe they just weren't doing what they were planning in the preseason well in that first month? And maybe now they're just actually getting used to the, the new schemes and structures and whatnot. It's just so interesting to see how quickly it can turn. In, in, in a league, it must be noted that you don't get practice time during the season. Yep. You don't get a lot of time to do film study because the schedule's just that hectic. Mm-hmm. It's pretty... It's a credit to them. Because it abs- absolutely. At, the, the Heat were 11 and 30, man. It's 11 and 30. Unheard and of. And they're 35 and 37 now. It's unheard of. That just, just blows my mind. Um, so I, I've got the Wizards saying third. Yep. I've got the Pacers in sixth. Mm-hmm. And the Pacers are a team that I can't get a read on. My notes here say the Pacers make no sense Paul to me. Paul George can't get a sense on the Pacers either. They're a team <laughs> that's just lacking... A lot. They just, they're really uninspiring to watch. Yeah. And you wouldn't normally say that when a team has a superstar. Yeah. But they're just like, nothing about watching a Pacers game appeals to me. Is that an indictment to poor George that he can't, (laughs) we talk a lot about superstars and how, we talk about LeBron, how he makes players better. Yep. Is it an indictment on poor George that he can't make players better? Is that what's, is that what's, Holding him back. Well, if you're grading him on... I, I actually think Paul George, because that series in 2013, um, when he went toe-to-toe with LeBron. Oh, yeah. Um, and everyone thought he would take that next step. Mm-hmm. If you look at it now, I don't... I don't Now, he did have that serious leg injury, it must yeah. be said. Yeah, Um But I, I don't think he's on that LeBron, KD, no, that level. He's, he's not. I would put him on the more... Gordon Hayward, that sort of level, yeah. where really good players, all-stars, um, but just not that MVP caliber guy. Yeah, not the transcendent players. If it, For a team that has Paul George, if Paul George is your number one guy, I don't think that's a team that's good enough to win. Yeah. I think if he's, he, if he's a number two, then you've got a really, really good team. Yeah. Um, but he's probably needs to be paired with you know, maybe like a floor general, something like that. Um, maybe it's not going to happen. Chris Paul's not going to go to Indiana. But say, what well, What if the Clippers blow it up this summer? And Paul George, we, Paul George and the Lakers, that's been the thing. Yeah. But Paul George grew up a Clippers fan. Mm. Did you know that? No, I did not. Paul, Paul, no, George, I Paul George grew, grew up a Clippers fan. Mm. So what if... You know, they they decide to okay move 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 away from Blake. Blake yeah. decides to go somewhere else. Yeah. Chris Paul, from all reports, loves being in LA. Um, Chris Paul stays there. Paul George, I don't know. It, I don't it, I don't see a future for him in Indiana. I really no. don't. I really don't. And Indiana is a team that shows you they're a showcase of how quickly things can ravel can ravel down. We talk we take it for granted so much when we look at your Golden States and your Cavaliers and your Spurs and, and whoever top the top teams, we just take it for granted that oh they're always gonna be up there. Mm. Or they're gonna the Thunder when the Thunder had their big freeze, another example when they lost to Miami in the twenty twelve finals. Yeah. The general observation was, oh, it doesn't matter because they'll be back. They're if young. You, imagine they're imagine young. Let them grow. After the 2012 finals, imagine telling someone that's the furthest that call would ever get. Exactly. You wouldn't believe them. Yeah. Imagine the Pacers were one game away 
for making the NBA Finals. Yeah. They should have probably been there in one of those 2013 years. And now you look at them and no one knows what to make of them at all. They're just, yeah. like you said, they're so mediocre that it's uninspiring. Yep. There's nothing. That's exactly the word I would use for them. Yeah. And they're a team where, uh, um, Zach Lowe, excuse me, he wrote a really good piece about him on the week on ESPN. He spoke to Larry Bird. And even Larry Bird was a bit um, bemused and just, um, I don't even know what the right word of it is, confused of how sharp and severe their drop-off their drop off was. Everything just happened so quickly. Um, you, you try to look back at a point in time when it turned, maybe the Evan Turner trade. Yeah. If, if you're just looking to, to bookmark a moment that changed the dynamic of that team, maybe. Well, it was weird I'm because... Just... Um, so they had the great season in 2013. And the first half of 2014, they were the best team in the oh, East. they were cruising. Um, and then, I don't know, something happened, man. And they fell off a cliff. They literally fell off a cliff. They still ended up making the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah, that was purely just because they were more talented than everyone else yeah. they played until they played Miami, where even though that game series went six, the Heat were never really in trouble. Nope. Um, nope. And then, you know, Roy Hibbert went from being this force, like what we see Rudy Gobert now, yeah. to being unplayable in literally two months. It was just unbelievable. It's... It, 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 let's, it, let's talk about the Wizards, man. Yeah, forget about the Pacers. The Wizards. Now, this team... I, I like this. I love this team. They've got a nice balance. I love they? this team. They've got a nice balance on both ends of the floor. They've got young players that are coming into their own, Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter. They can they can just put out a really good five-man lineup. Yeah. Their, their starting lineup is... Oh, is it... Would you rank it? Would you rank it better than the Celtics starting lineup? From um, that's a tough question. You put me on the spot. Uh, probably, I'd probably say they're on the same level. Yeah. If I had to rank them, probably give a slight edge to Boston, but that's a very, really minimal. Why though? I think Boston maybe have just a. We talked about balance before. Just a bit better balance. I feel like Isaiah and Avery Bradley factor is huge for mine. Um, but it's close. It's tossed a coin. Yeah, but but would would you have Washington? I'd assume I like Washington better. Yeah, I really do. Just because you got Wall, who's a might have some more offensive firepower. Wall in that was its Wall, and Wall also is a certified two way point guy. Yeah, um, who can really key in on on his man. Um, Beal has just been unbelievable this year. Yeah, um, Otto Porter's another guy is going to get absolutely paid um, this summer. Who is this guy, Otto Porter? He was a 19% three-point shooter in a rookie in his rookie year, and he's shooting like what 44% it's something three? like that. Unbelievable! <laughs> I've never seen a player go from he was okay. He was okay three-point shooter last year. Yeah, to he this, was this year just being money. It's ridiculous. It just shows that shooting is one of those skills you can improve at any stage in your career. It's just you know, do you want to some things like to? athleticism you have or you don't have, and athleticism drops off. Shooting is something that. It can turn for you in an off-season. How many times have we seen players 34, 35 years old, they have to reinvent themselves to stay relevant? And what do they turn to? They say, oh, let, let's become a three-point shooter mm-hmm. because there's a need for it. Yep. And every team needs one, or not needs one. You can never have enough of them. No. 
if you if you can shoot and do nothing else in the league, you'll you can still have a ten year career. Exactly right. Um, we've seen we've seen it with guys like say Steve Novak. <laughs> yeah, who is just a marksman. He's still on a he's still on a roster now. Um, you know, if you can if you're really 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 good at one thing, you're gonna stick, man. Yeah, I think on the Wizards, what I love about John Wall is the way he controls when he got the ball in a pick and roll situation. Mm-hmm. The way he can dictate the flow of the game. He's one of those guys. We always talk about pace, pace, and going faster and going faster. The true, um, to me, the true definition of pace is controlling your own pace. It's not mm-hmm. always about going a million miles an hour. Yep. It's about knowing when to slow, knowing when to go quick. And he's got such an explosive first step that he can go from, from just inside the three-point line and just flip a switch and be at the basket in a second and a half. And be finishing at the rim because he's so strong. He's developed that pull-up jumper. That's pretty... He knocks it down regularly now. And that was always a thing holding yep. him back. He's a smart passer. He knows what, he knows the angles. He's such a smart... I just love watching him in the pick-and-roll situation. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's got that quickness as well. Floor-to-floor, yep. floor, 94 feet with the ball in hand. is not many quicker. And he's, and he's long. He's, he's long, long. He's, he's long at the point guard spot. Because if, if you look at so many of the point guards now, they're pretty undersized. Yeah. Just talking about Isaiah, Steph's, Steph's not a big point guard. Kyrie's not a big point guard. Chris Paul's not a big point guard. Um, even Westbrook, I don't think he's that long. He's, mm. you know, he's strong. But he's yeah, not, he's, he's, yeah, he'm strong. Sean Moore's literally, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, six, but yeah. he's a long 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. Um, and I think... And he doesn't sacrifice any of your traditional point guard... Skills no, by being no, at that size. No, it's pretty, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, and I think um, touching, going back to Beal again, yeah. he's taken that step. Yeah. That well, it's because he's, he's been on the court for it. <laughs> yeah. He's healthy. Yeah. We've always said it. If this guy can get, get his healthy. body right, yeah. he's going to be a, and he's, a star. He's validated that contract. Yeah. He, he, has he has absolutely validated that contract. The Wizards are a team that can get to the conference finals. Yeah. I, I honestly yeah. I honestly like the Wizards more more than I do Celtics. Yeah. Just because I've seen this core go past the first round. They've done it before. They have, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, a few years ago. They've done it before. You and they know, had that very good second round. Usually Atlanta in the second round they played that one year. Yeah. When Paul Pierce was there and whatnot. They played they played the Hawks in the sixty win year. Yeah. And they nearly pinched them. Yep. They nearly got They probably should have. They probably yeah. should have pinched him. Um and I think this team, when they come down to it against Cleveland Actually, do match up pretty well. I think John Wall would give Kyrie so many problems. I think it's. So I think it's. I think problems. it's. But neither of those guys can stop each other. <laughs> yeah, they just can't lose ever out. Yeah, yeah. Um, can, can the Wizards get the second seed? I think they're about two and a half games. Uh, how they, how they, far behind are they? Because of course they lost to the Celtics. Three, three and a half. It's going to be tough. And they lost to the Celtics just the and other I know day. The, and the Celtics have a pretty favorable schedule yeah, coming up. So right. I think, I think they'll stay in three. All right. So. They're they're only half a game ahead of Toronto. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. They they can. That's they, what I'm talking about. Can, These yeah. Washington, Atlanta, Toronto. They're so close. Mm. You literally you don't. It's gonna be one of those things where come the last day or two of the season, we're still not gonna know where they're gonna be seated, and it's gonna come down to probably that last day where there's 15 games. Do you know what? Do you know what series I I absolutely want this year Which in the one? East? What are you praying for? 
Washington Boston in, in the second oh, round. And there's there's, there's bad blood there's, there. There's two they teams. Don't we talk, like about, each we other. talk about rivalries. This these two teams literally hate each other. Wait, wait, when you're having funeral games in a oh, regular season, uh, that's that's what the and playoffs teams are about. Rocking up in bl- all black. If they did that for a game in November, imagine what they do in a game oh, six. God. <laughs> in a oh, game God. six. <laughs> at, at, is it still called the Verizon Center? Oh, yeah, Verizon Center, yeah. yeah, yeah. A game six at the Verizon Center with this Celtic Scout 3-2. The garden with the rockets, Boston crowd. And and Tommy Tommy oh, going nuts. Tommy Heinsohn. Um, no, That'll be fun. The East this year is better. The second round matchups are going to be really good. Whether if whether you're talking about Cleveland-Toronto, who was a conference final last year, might yeah. be a second round matchup this year. And Washington Celtics, like we said. But speaking of Toronto, let's move on to the... Yeah, I was going to say, there's a... Potential four-five Toronto Atlanta matchup uh, in in Tricy. Do 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 you like that matchup? I do. I you do. like it. I do. It's um, Atlanta, another team that are really hard to get a read on. Yeah, they um, are. and they always have been. <laughs> they always have <laughs> they been. Always, they're a team. Which I talked about it before how Washington and Miami flipped the switch in the season. Atlanta's a team that almost changed mindsets in a way. When they traded Corvar, we kind of said, okay, they're rebuilding because all the talk we was, Millsap was, was Millsap go to was next. Yeah. That was all the talk. We're like, yep. okay, Atlanta are finally getting out of this mediocre state and they're going backwards, excuse me, to go forwards. And now, then they started winning again. They're, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, 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 let's uh, keep yeah. them. <laughs> let's try and win again. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which to me, I don't like that because if you don't know what direction you want to go in as a franchise and you're changing it in the middle of the season after you've already made moves, mm-hmm. that's that's not good. But having said that, it was only one move. and It and, was, and, and but tra- it set up the other moves. It did. Um, that's but, how it but was I shaping think what, out anyway. What the Corver trade did... We have to remember Kyle Corver's thirty-six. Mm. Um, what this move did was give Tim Hardaway Jr. more minutes, and he's thrived. Um, he's been—I don't know—is he, he still coming off the bench? He's—he's so. been one of the I best so. best be uh, bench players this year, and should be in the conversation for Sixth Man of the Year. Um, it give you know Baysmore gets to guard twos instead of threes, yeah, which is big yep. for him because. When he's guarding threes, he's just physically overmatched. Um, but when he's guarding twos, he's physically better better suited to do that. Um, for me, this this series is the matchups. It's all about the matchups. Um, Ibaka Millsap will be very interesting. Yeah. Um, Dwight, how how impactful Dwight is. Um, you're talking about the point guard point guard matchup, Schroeder, Schroeder and Kyle Lowry, if he's healthy, we don't know how healthy Kyle yeah. Lowry's going to be. That's a big question mark, isn't it? Yeah. Because you don't know how players respond from injury. Yeah. It might take um, them one or two weeks to get back into the full flow of things. In If you're if you're the Raptors, sorry, no, if you're the Hawks, mm. who, oh my goodness, I I got confused. Yeah, um, start again. Reset. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're the Hawks, there you go. who who guards DeRozan? Is it, is it? Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I, I, I got confused because I thought Damari Carroll was still on the Hawks. No, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's actually on the other side. Tyrone Prince, the rookie, 
has looked okay, but you wouldn't. That's a lot of trust because DeRozan's a to big. Put on him. He's a he's big guard. He's six, the Hawks seven. don't really have that guy to to put on him. It would have to be Baysmore. Baysmore, and he's just so undersized. Baysmore six five. That's and we talked about it before. Who who's the best player on the floor? So or Toronto have two of them, Lowry and DeRozan. They have the two well, best players. On. The, the, are they better than Millsap? Those two? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have them both ahead of Millsap. I would say. I don't know what Lowry's going to be, though. Right. That's the thing. Okay. I don't know what Lowry's going to be. Um, Let's assume that he goes back to the form that he was playing with oh, yeah. before well, he got the, injured. Then I think this series is a wash. Yeah. If Lowry plays like he did, and that's always been the question, even before his injury for me, was I know how good Kyle Lowry is in December. That I don't care. Um, he's still in four, four or five years of playoffs. Has is, improved has, has, has shot, I think, 40% from the field. Yeah. And thirty percent from three. That's just not going to cut that's it. That's a mental block now as well. When it happened, when it's happened continually, you saw that's a mental you saw block. him last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it was Game Two when they were getting mm. belted, and he literally took himself out of the game and went to the locker room during the game. Yeah, I remember that because he, he was off. so so mentally shook. Yeah, um, and he had asked to meet up with Cavs coach Ty Lue. Yeah. Um, and Ka- Ty Lue was like, nah, man, we, we can't do we that. Can't, come on now. Um, come on, Kyle. Yeah, it's absolutely a mental thing for him. Yeah, so um, he has to get past what will what will help this team is the fact that they got past that first round last year. So yeah. they know now they've got... And the, they pinched two games yeah, in the conference finals. They've got some well. playoff reps, played yeah. big game big game experience now. A guy like Ibaka's played a ton of massive games. Yeah. Uh, PJ Tucker, who we mentioned earlier, is a hardened, hardened, just real tough guy. Yeah. Um, and gives gives the Raptors kind of that bit of that mean streak, mm. which um, they haven't had that before. Yeah. Yeah. Because they haven't had really an an enforcer, if you mm. like. Um, if you thought last year it was Biombo, he's he's not even there this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so now I'll. I'll I said it when it happened. I loved what they did um, at the trade deadline, um, and but I think they they'll probably win this series. I think they me. will. Another problem with Atlanta are having this season, this series, excuse me, is talked about who they put on the Rosen, and how do they generate enough offense mm. to beat Toronto? That's what I'm asking. They're 25th in offensive efficiency since January the first, and they're third worst since the All Star break. If that trend continues. Where's the scoring coming from? Because yeah. we know Toronto are going to score. Yep. Scoring has never been the Raptors' issue. It's been on the other end. So I, I think we'll have the Raptors and the Hawks. I, I don't know. I think the Hawks will stay fifth. They won't drop or... Uh, they're in a pretty comfortable spot in fifth, if I remember correctly when uh, I was looking at it. They're a game ahead of the Bucks and the Pacers. It'll be interesting if the Bucks make a top five. I don't think the Bucks will make a top five. I don't think so either, but that, no, but think, they're not they're, they're not far away. They're and the Raptors, away. the Raptors are very close to coming up as well. Imagine, wait, I'm just trying to think of a We're really doing some un- uh, uncomfortable series here. Some on the run mathematical oh, equations four, here five, with the games. Eight. Okay, so those two, those eight teams we mentioned are actually all the eight now. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't think any of the other teams jump in. Let's I don't think Chicago jumps in. I don't think Detroit jumps in. I, I don't think I Charlotte jumps. To, I hope to God Chicago doesn't. I don't in. think they will. Um, yeah, Detroit. Too much, Detroit's too much been, in Chicago goes wrong for something to go wrong. Detroit's been really disappointing. One of the disappointments yeah. of the season. I've, for me. Charlotte's been disappointing for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. They just haven't been able to to get in. Um, 
then you um, got really you get lower level of teams after that. Yep. Yeah, Detroit's been disappointing because we talked about that. I first had the round. Pistons in the top four seed this year. We talked about that first round last year. How good they looked. Yeah, it's just yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on there with with Reggie and and Reggie missed the start of the season and they said um, they were able to tread water without Reggie and that was a goal. Yeah. And then Reggie came back and they were worse. Yeah, they're another and, team. And, that's, um, and it got really weird all of a sudden and you've got almost 150 million committed to these two players in Reggie and Drummond that mm. we saw in a late game situation that weren't even on the court. Yeah. Um, Stan yeah. literally didn't trust him. Um, and and we heard a, a bit of talk about Drummond possibly being on the trade block. Um, I think that's something that Detroit might have to look at um, because... He's another one. If he's your number one guy, you're not going anywhere. No, absolutely You're not. not going anywhere. He's probably a third option on a championship team yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Maybe second, but I, f- third. 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 Yeah. Um, but no, nah, it, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm really looking forward to the playoffs this year. Well, we got through in we the... Did. Um, we did. In the foreign, con- oh, not foreign conditions, but the um, it's just a road arena. It's it's a road, it's a road game, road game. But we got through. We didn't rest. We did not. Um, Chris, as always, where can we find all your stuff? Uh, it's on my Twitter at cedarsilver twenty three. Um, actually, planning to write a piece on the Raptors. Okay, um, which is keep an eye on that one. Um, because you know I was working on that Spurs, which one, is out, which is out. Which I, to be honest, I haven't read yet. Which, I apologize. Which took ages. I, 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 um, it's still open on one of my tabs. <laughs> one of my fifty <laughs> tabs. It's open. That's all right. I haven't got around to reading it, but I will. Thank you. But I've had a, a, a scroll down on the page and it looks good. Thank a you. lot of film study. Thank you. Yes, and you can just tell it's good, even though I haven't read it yet. It's <laughs> Thank good. You, so man. go I and appreciate read. It. Too kind. Where can we find your stuff? <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Luke Sakari. A whole heap of stuff coming up. This is, the Siebel season is coming up. The South mm. East Australian Basketball League. Might yes. have a bit of stuff coming out on that. Yep. NBL um, free agencies kicked off. Todd Lansfield going to the Sydney Kings from Melbourne United. Mm-hmm. So the NBL free agency market's up and about. So on Twitter at Luke Sakari, you can find all my stuff there. And as always, thanks for tuning into the SCN NBA podcast. We'll catch you all next time.